In the Blue Light, Part 3 I started conversing with Lakshmi. Surprisingly, I felt no fear towards her. It was clear that she had no ill intentions. I sensed a kinship between us. We were both scarred by love. She, no longer alive, and I, a living embodiment of lifelessness. The sound of her anklets would ring out from the backyard and halt just outside my room, letting me know she was there. I would talk. She would listen without judgment. I told her about my life, its little joys, and its numerous tragedies. I told her about Suja, about her mental illness, how she had broken up with me and then committed suicide a few weeks later. I talked about the pain it caused me, how I sought to work through the sorrow by writing the novel. I explained that by chronicling the tales of spirits in this house, who were also hurt by love, I hoped to find solace and reconcile with my own grief. I had loved. I had been loved. A long time ago, she said, before disappearing. The grief behind those spectral words weighed heavily on me for days. When she reappeared a few days later, I persuaded her to talk about her own devastating fate. Her narrative of what happened was conveyed in a solemn tone, and it was identical to real estate agent Gopalan's version. When she finished narrating the tragic tale, the air became laden with pain. She wept suddenly. It rained outside. The strains of a love song reached out from the backyard. A lovelorn male voice sang about his eternal wait for his lover to come near him. I could sense the depth of Lakshmi's despair as we both listened to that love song. Grief permeated every molecule in the room. I too wept. I had assumed that the lovers would be reunited and find peace in the afterlife. But I was obviously wrong. The song died out. What about the others? I asked. The others? She said. The others who committed suicide in this home? I pressed. She took off the sound of her anklets chiming till they were absorbed by the funereal silence of the house. This occurred multiple times. Whenever I would inquire about details concerning the others, she would make a hasty escape. Once I thought she said, Can't. I got the impression she was terrified of something in this house that didn't want her to reveal its secrets. The facts Gopalan had imparted about the lone souls who had selected this location as their final resting place before their eternal slumber did not excite my interest. I was curious to find out if they were still around, if Lakshmi had encountered them. One day, I took it too far. Frustrated, my temper got the better of me. Why won't you tell me? Don't you trust me after all this time? Can't you see how important this is for my creative journey? I shouted at her. 
her ankles sprung into motion faster than ever. She didn't return for weeks. I thought I heard what sounded like loud arguments from the well. Voices that would stop when I studied its depths. I became depressed. I was at a critical point in the narrative where I was portraying Suja's death. Just the cold, hard truth of what had transpired. I should have been blazing through this section, using my rage and grief as fuel. Yet, I couldn't put pen to paper. Every morning, I would sit in front of a blank page, sit inert in vain for hours. I'd even skip lunch, afraid of missing a flash of inspiration that might breach the dam. Nothing. Not a single word. I got my hands on some local spirits and drank my days away. Lakshmi, where are you? Where are you, my muse? Why have you abandoned me as I prepare to write the most difficult words, the most painful ideas I have ever conveyed? Why do you ignore me, my spirit friend? Why? I lamented. One day, I couldn't take it anymore. I piled the manuscript on the floor and prepared to light it on fire. This work doesn't deserve to be birthed into this world. It must burn, I said, taking another swig from the bottle. Before I could light it on fire, Lakshmi's voice stopped me. Maybe the reason you can't write is that you have no intention of being honest with yourself, she said. I turned to face her voice and saw a blue glow emanating from the nearby room. I have told the truth in these pages, how I sacrificed my happiness to look after my girlfriend, and after all that I had done, she left me, only to take her life a few weeks later, plunging me into an ocean of grief, gifting me the wound of guilt that will never heal. I want to blade that truth onto these pages. I said, Put the matchbox down and come with me, she said. She revealed herself to me in her spirit form, a radiant human silhouette of blue light. I followed the blazing form to the well. Look, her spectral form said, pointing to the water. There, on the surface of the shimmering waters of the well, that usually reflected the sky and coconut trees, I saw the truth, and it shocked me. <laughs> 